Welcome to the NRSNG podcast. My name is John Haas, RN, founder of NRSNG. And today we have a little bit of a longer episode. We're going to have a little bit of a chat here. I'm not sure how long this will take, but I think it'll be really helpful to you because we're going to talk about six nursing school hacks. I really want you guys to be able to demolish nursing school, and I'm going to give you six easy tips, uh, steps uh, and tips to implement that. So I've got my coffee here. We're going to take a little bit slower today, and we're going to chat. Um, and I think this will be one episode you want to come back to uh, just to review and just to try some of these strategies if some of these issues or some of these problems uh, come up at any future date. All right. Quick sip of coffee. All right. Let's do this, guys. So do you guys ever feel like you're drowning in nursing school? Like there's just so much to do and not enough time? Because I really did too. Prior to attending nursing school, I had a degree in business and a total of about 120 college credits before I even started. I had already attended three different universities and sampled a wide range of majors and subjects. But despite all of this, nursing school was still a challenge for me. At first, yeah. And in fact, I even withdrew from nursing school at one point, uh, for those of you that know my story. I knew that something had to change. I had to change something about what I was doing. And that's when I found these six hacks. With them, I was able to graduate an accelerated BSM program with a 3.8 GPA and aced the NCLEX two weeks after graduation in just 75 questions. I then worked as a charge nurse in a trauma level one trauma center and began in RSNG. And we've now helped thousands and thousands of nursing students around the world. Now, I'm not bragging, trust me. I'm the first one to admit that I had to work my butt off to even graduate. But with the six hacks that I'm going to share with you, you two are going to be able to surprise yourself with the level of success you're able to achieve. Our goal at NRSNG is to give you peace of mind that you deserve as a nursing student. That's exactly why we created NRSNG and NRSNG Academy so that you could stop stressing. You could have that supplement to your education that you deserve. You can do it. All right, let's dive into the six different tips. Now, tip one, meet your professor, your hardest professor face-to-face on their turf. Every nursing program has one. That one professor who seems to think that their entire goal in life is to fail every nursing student. They seem tired of students. They want to prove how smart they are. And they think that you have no idea what it means to think critically. Use this to your advantage. Most students are going to hate this professor so much that they're going to avoid them like the plague. Now, that's great. That means that their office hours are going to be wide open for you to meet with them anytime you want. Now, these teachers are usually the toughest graders and teach the most important courses, things like adult med surge, farm, and things like that. So you really need to ace or do really well in those courses in order to set yourself up for grad school, to understand the most important material needed to be a nurse, and to graduate with a decent GPA. So here's what I want you to do. After the first exam is returned to you from this teacher, and you realize that the answer you selected isn't the quote-unquote most correct answer on nearly every option, I promise you that every other student is going to throw their hand in the air and try to argue with the professor for that one extra point. This might get them an extra point on this exam, but it doesn't make a difference in the big scope of things. And this really isn't a a good way to learn and to improve yourself. 
While this is going on in class, just sit back and let every other student grade grub and make that relationship more hostile between them and the professor. Once class is over, with your exam in hand, walk right up to the teacher and ask him or her if you can make an appointment to meet in their office and talk about your performance in the course. Notice how I didn't say how you did on the test. Your goal is to show the teacher that you're interested in grasping the material at large, not that you want one extra point on some specific test. When you meet with her, bring your exam with you. When you arrive at that appointment, here's what you say. I feel like I studied really hard for this test. I read all the assigned readings because you did. I took the practice tests. I felt like I understood the material in class, but my grade on this test has me a bit discouraged. I've always been a good student. What can I do to better prepare for your exams? That's it. With those couple words, you've proved to them that you have some balls and courage to approach their personally. You show that you get the material or at least have made a strong attempt to understand it. Then you put the ball in their court by saying, what should I be doing from their perspective to better prepare? This method works wonders. It shows them that you actually care about the learning material. You aren't arguing with them like every other nursing student in the history of the world. It allows you to step inside their mind and understand how they write their tests. And the professor will start giving you tips to passing their tests. Remember, you will need references from your teachers. Bringing friends with the tough ones is a huge advantage. It's all about relationships. Nursing is all about relationships and mutual respect. I followed this method with my toughest professors time and time again. And to this day, even years after graduation, I'm still in contact with some of those professors that other students couldn't even stand. I actually have their personal email addresses and have kept them up to date on my career and used them for references multiple times. You can do this. Nursing is hard. Nursing school is impossible if you don't learn how to develop a system that works for you. Basic communication and conflict resolution are skills that you will acquire to work effectively as a nurse. So start now while you're in school. Learn how to talk with people that are more difficult to communicate with. Having differences of opinions does not mean that you have to hate the other person. Confrontation does not have to be a negative word. In nursing, so much of what we do is confrontational and invasive to our patients. Learn communication methods that allow you to respect despite these different and difficult conversations and interactions. Talking face-to-face with your difficult professors is a good place to start. Trust me, do it. All right, let's do tip number two. (laughs) Did you guys get tip number one? Meet your toughest professor on their turn. Quick sip of coffee. Tip number two. Write yourself questions. This tip is going to be a bit more focused on something you can actually do in your studies to learn and retain the information you're learning. I even answer the question of when is it okay to play trivia crack? You guys remember that game? Yes, it is kind of a fun game. So reading through the chapters and textbooks required in your classes can become very overwhelming to say the least. There are nights in nursing school when I had over 200 pages of reading from nursing textbooks to complete. Retaining that information is everything but impossible. One tip that I picked up from a buddy who was in medical school at the same time that I was in nursing school was to write yourself questions and create your own study guides. I know it sounds simple, but this is how it works. 
As you read through the chapter, search for the most important information. This is an example of what's called Pareto's Principle, more commonly known as the 80-20 rule, which states that 80% of results come from just 20% of the causes. In our case, it means that 80% of what you need to know on any given topic or disease will come from just 20% of the information in the text. This is generally true with all nursing classes and professors. There are certain things that we really just do not need to know. Learning how to extract the most important information and focusing on learning what you need will save you tons of time and headache. So as you're reading, try to find that 20%. And as you do, write yourself questions on those topics. Basically, you're creating your own study guide for yourself. So let me give you an example. We aren't looking for professionally crafted NCLEX questions or anything like that. All you really need to do is create questions that help you review the material and recall the information in a way that helps you understand that material. So if you're reading a chapter on the heart, question one would be outline the conduction system of the heart. Question two would be what are the causes of premature ventricular contractions? Question three would be what post-op care will be given to a patient following cabbage? You see, the point of the sheet is to condense the content of the chapter into a digestible study guide that you can then base your studies on. The study guide contains about 120 uh, questions from two chapters over the cardiovascular system, so you're going to create this long document a few pages long. This will be the only information that I choose to focus on in my studies of that chapter. Now that you have the, those questions, what do you do next? Okay, you've written them all out from your chapter, and you review them one time. The next step is to start working over your study guide. To do this, you print out yourself, yourself out a couple copies of those questions of that study guide. This way you can fill it in multiple times. On the first pass that you're filling in that document, you want to have your book open and skim through the chapters as you fill out the study guide. So outline the conduction system of the heart, go through your book, fill it out, boom, no problem. On the second pass, you have a book available as a reference, but attempt to fill the study guide primarily out on your own without using the textbook. On the third pass, you'll fill the guide out entirely without the book. Once you complete the guide, use the book to complete those questions you were unable to fill out and confirm the answers of those that you weren't sure about. This last step is that you forget the book altogether. Now that you've worked through the study guide three times, you should have a clear picture of what information you know the strongest and what are your weakest areas to do. You should spend an afternoon really studying those questions that are the hardest for you to complete. Once you've done that, you should spend the remainder of your time between your completed study guide and the blank ones that require you to recall information from memory. I know this method sounds simple. I know it sounds overwhelming, but once I discovered this technique, I saw an immediate improvement, not only in my grades, but in my retention. This is the exact technique I use to ace nursing school, pass the NCLEX, pass the CCRN, and take the GRE. And I continue to use this method daily in things that I learn. Make your own study guides, take some effort, but your ability to learn, extract the most important information, and retain greatly increases just by simply reading and using someone else's guide. Now, remember to take breaks. During the first semester, I usually see uh, two types of nursing students, those who are scared to death and spend all their time studying, and those who are not scared at all and spend no time studying. Both study habits lead to burnout and failing. Let me share with you a better way. There's something called the Pomodoro Technique. It's really just a time management technique that aims to improve your mental agility. Here's how it works. Decide on the task that needs to be done, the chapter that needs to be studied, the practice test you need to take. 
set a timer for 25 minutes, work on that task until the timer goes off, take a short break between three to five minutes, and then repeat the cycle. After four cycles of this Pomodoro technique, take a longer break, 15 to 30 minutes. By dividing your study sessions up, this way you're able to maintain extreme focus while you are studying. Then you can take your break, get on social media, play trivia, crack, uh, do whatever else that it is that you like to do. Okay, that's tip number two. Make your own study guides. Let me take one more sip of coffee here, guys. Tip number three, I'm going to share with you a couple tools that make nursing school a breeze. I'm going to share with you a few tools that I use during nursing school that help me keep organized and stay on top of assignments, as well as communicate with my classmates. The first one is Facebook groups. No doubt you've used Facebook, used in the past. Maybe you've just got off it. Maybe you're all on Instagram, whatever it is. But I want to show you how Facebook groups can help in nursing school. You can use a private Facebook group for the following things. You can create the group with students from your cohort to communicate on assignments, due dates. You can only invite those individuals from your cohort. You can make the group private so other students and instructors are not able to access your private messages. You can private chat with members regarding your frustrations. You can share tips and study guides with other members. The private Facebook group I had with students from my cohort saved me hours and hours of headaches regarding assignments. It also allowed me to vent some of my frustrations about tests, teachers, assignments, clinical, etc. You guys know how it is. So you guys know how to create a private Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, uh, click the more button, create group, and then start inviting those people uh, from your cohort to join it. Another tool is Dropbox. It's a lifesaver for me. What Dropbox does is it allows you to save documents from the cloud. I mean, you can access them from anywhere in the world. You can install Dropbox on your computer, laptop, and phone, so you can access them um, in all locations. I first started using Dropbox after a major fiasco when I lost a, a, a clinical paper and didn't have the file anymore. So Dropbox really came uh, at a good time. Another one like that is Google Drive. But I do think you can use Google Drive and Dropbox uh, in, in conjunction. So it really works in a similar way to Dropbox. Um, you can access your files anywhere. The reason I, I suggest Google Drive is that it has this live editing ability, which is really cool. It's really, really useful when you're working on like a group paper that you can all share the same link. You can all come on and you can watch your teammates editing the paper. You can all be editing in different uh, places, be leaving comments, have a chat open. So make sure you use Google Drive. It's really helpful. It's free to use as well. Number four. Take every practice question that you can find. In a 2012 study printed in the Journal of Experimental Education, it was found that a large percentage of students who took the practice test indicated they were, uh, they were a beneficial review strategy. Practice tests and practice questions are even more beneficial for nursing students because nursing exams differ greatly from traditional exams uh, that we've encountered before nursing school. Another article published by Cornell University indicated that retrieval practice, as occurs during testing, often produces greater learning and long-term retention than studying. Retrieval practice refers to testing your ability to recall information, i.e. practice questions. This has a huge benefit in your ability to recall and learn new information over simply reading chapters for a couple of reasons. It illustrates to you what information you are unfamiliar with, it forces you to recall the information you have studied. Basically, you need to take every question you can find to maximize the amount of time you spend in retrieval practice prior to taking an exam. Okay? There's a lot of places you can find practice questions. One is would be NPQ by NRSNG and SimCollect. You can get the free app just by searching NRSNG Academy in the app stores or you can go online 
and start a trial where you can access all. We have about 4,500 questions up there and it's growing and it's reviewed every single day. Then you obviously have end of chapter quizzes and exams that you can take straight from your textbook. You can check out other textbooks. If you're doing fundamentals, fundamentals questions are going to be similar wherever you go. Take as many of those as you can. Then you have a book that I really love called Prioritization, Delegation, and Assignment. I didn't discover this book until my last semester, but once I did, it became one of my favorite books for prepping and taking questions because it allowed you to take those prioritization, delegation, and assignment questions, which were really, really helpful. Another book you need to look at is something called Test Success. This is one of the best kept secrets in the nursing world. It's not really a study guide as much as it is a strategy book for how to take questions. We also have our test taking course inside NRSNG Academy that I believe is really helpful as well. If you want to ace nursing exams, you really need to take every question that you can find. I know this sounds like a simple tactic, but there's no better way to know how well you grasp something than to test yourself on it. A little coffee break. All right. That was tip number four. Take as many study questions as you can find. Now, tip number five, drawing pictures improves learning and memory. When I was in college the first time, I randomly enrolled in an anatomy and physiology course. At the time I was a health science major, my goal was to teach and coach or maybe work uh, like with a Red Cross or something. That was way back in 2003. And I can honestly say that the thought of becoming a nurse had never crossed my mind at that point, not even once. I never considered myself great at science. So I signed up for this anatomy and physiology course simply because I loved learning about the body and this seemed quote unquote fun. Obviously, I didn't realize at the time that AMP is one of the most difficult courses you can take in college. But I quickly learned that this was going to be a difficult class. But something happened. I loved the content. And despite it being really hard, I actually enjoyed studying. What I learned was that prior to this course, no other subject had truly sparked my interest. With this motivation came a search for ways to learn the material. Memorization was not going to work with me. I never was a very good memorizer. And memorization only works well until you forget. I needed to find tricks that allowed me to learn the material for good and to burn it into my brain. Here's what I learned. Drawing pictures allowed me to understand complex information and recall concepts much longer than any other method I tried. This concept is called picture superiority effect. And it states that concepts are much more likely to be remembered if they're presented as pictures rather than words. So much of learning science and healthcare is reading, reading, reading. There's so much to learn in order to provide care for our patients. And as a student, one of the best things you can do is learn those concepts is to translate the text you're reading into pictures. Now, my pictures weren't great. I drew very poorly, but it made me outline the system. It made me outline the liver and what it does and how it looks and everything like that. Not only do pictures help you remember, but the actual process of creating the picture forces you to learn the material well enough to create the picture in the first place. There's an incredible study conducted by the American Federation of Teachers that states people who had high scores on spatial tests, visual learning, drawing pictures, were much more likely to major in science disciplines. Not only that, but they found that developing your ability to think spatially would improve your performance in science. Now, one last quote, spatial training has been found to improve educational outcome. Here's a couple tips to help you draw pictures for yourself if you're not an artist. Practice. Ultimately, you need to find the type of images that work for you. To remember best by diagrams, by mind maps, by illustrations of processes. What works for you? For me, it was illustrating processes. This leads to this, leads to this, leads to this. Start today with multiple types of drawing and see what helps you remember the best. Color. 
keep a pack of colored pencils, markers, or dry erase markers. I always had a pack of dry erase markers if I was in the library, or I had a pack of colored pencils so I could just draw it out on a piece of paper. Then mind maps. Yes, there's a reason your teachers are trying to force you to make mind maps. They can work. I say can because they may not work for everyone, but they might work for you. Here are some places you can create mind maps. Just simple pen and paper. There's also a tool called Lucid Chart. I think it's free to start. You can create your own Google Drawings as well up on the Google Drive stuff. Uh, PowerPoint. You can just create things inside PowerPoint. Think through the process as you're drawing. One of the best parts about drawing is it makes you think through a process and it gets you into all these different feedback loops of the body. Then don't be a perfectionist. Don't waste time trying to make perfect drawings. Focus on learning the system. Your drawings can be very crude. So in the end of that anatomy class, I'm at an 89, a 98% and was one of the top in the class of 100 students. And for the first time in my life, I gained confidence that maybe I could do this. That one class changed the trajectory of my entire life. I learned how to study. I learned to love studying the body. And I began investigating health as a career. So be sure that you're trying this, you're drawing pictures, because I really believe that it'll help you. All right. Whew, how we doing? All right. Last coffee drink there. Let's move on to tip number six. Find a study buddy smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a prideful person by nature. You can ask my wife. But admitting that I don't know something or that I'm wrong has always been a challenge for me. Because of this, I've never been good about other people being right and me being wrong. This can limit my ability to work well in groups, obviously. But I learned something very essential to success while in nursing school. I learned that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. This is a quote made popular by the, fam the, the speaker Jim Rohn. The more I think about this quote, the more I've come to understand its truth. It is all but impossible for you to achieve success in life or in nursing school if you spend all your time with unsuccessful people. This is essentially referring to what's called the law of averages, which basically says that to the outcomes of any series of events will eventually even out and applies to human behavior as well. When this is applied to humans, it assumes that human behavior will even out among those who spend time together. Wikipedia says the law of averages typically assumes that unnatural short-term balance must occur. If you, reach, if you want to reach your goals in school, guys, find like-minded students with the same goals. In your studies, find those who grasp concepts better than you do, and you will rise to the level with them. How does this apply to nursing school specifically? If your goal is to achieve success, you need to start studying, spending time studying, and emulating the habits of the most successful students in your class. In my nursing school, there was one student who stood out above all the others. He already had a pharmacy degree from India prior to coming to the United States and starting nursing school, and he was easily acing every task, and he clearly grasped the content. So here's what I did. I simply found out when and where he studied and began studying at the same times and in the same places. I swallowed my pride and asked him questions on things that I did not understand and offered my skills and knowledge on areas I was stronger in. Soon we become great friends and studied together nearly every single day in nursing school. We then started working at the same hospital in Dallas and he went on to attend CRNA school and works as a CRNA and I'm working in our SNG. It's a great connection. Everyone benefits with this. All right. This student ended up graduating at the very top of our class and had great success in nursing school. Our friendship worked as a means to motivate each other and push each other to work a little bit harder to reach our goals. As soon as you begin to notice students that seem to excel, 
or to understand material better than you, it is important that you develop sincere relationships with those people. You do not need to suffer through not understanding. You just don't have to. As you begin your career as a nurse, you should also navigate those nurse relationships and those nurses on your floor who emulate the behaviors of an amazing nurse in your mind. Relationships. Nursing is all about relationships and mutual respect. Please follow this method and it will work great for you. Anyone that tells you that nursing school is easy either didn't go to nursing school or didn't do well in nursing school. Nursing school is hard for so many reasons, but it's essential that you learn the material well so you have the capacity to take care of individuals during their most difficult and challenging circumstances. Nursing truly is so much more than a job. We impact individuals and we change lives. No one ever remembers their doctor. People remember the nurse who stood at their bedside all through the night and help them through that difficult night. These six hacks will help you to focus, stay organized, and work in such a way that you'll be able to achieve your goals, pass nursing school, and become an amazing nurse. Guys, we love you. We truly want you to succeed. I know that these steps will help you achieve success in nursing school. If you guys need anything, please reach out to us. We want to help you. We love you guys. Thanks for being a part of the NRSNG family. If you need any help with nursing school, please check us out at nrsng.com. And as always, happy nursing.